You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, a big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Shout-out to the service men and women on those bases, getting a little taste of home from the Spittin' Statistician, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. I got my man Donnie Burns with me on the ones and two. So hot that we sweat steam. We got a good show for you guys we are listen i'm gonna give you my starting lineup as usual when i give you that i have been getting you guys some cash lately i gave you not only starters yesterday to play i also gave you three guys that i really liked all three of them hit home runs last night so if you were listening to me hopefully you won that cash whether it was matt adams who went yard it could have been oh i think Lorenzo Kane, who went yard. There were some others. I'm going to give you some guys to help you win that cash tonight. Also, as usual, I got my boy Donnie Burns in here, the love doctor and basketball correspondent. So we're going to find out if Donnie Burns ever thought the Cavs were in trouble at any point of game four. I texted him at some point. I thought they were. We'll find out if Don did. And also, listen. We're coming up on Memorial Day weekend. It's the official kind of start of summer. And to me, that means a couple of sports landmarks, okay? First of all, we got like the Indianapolis 500. And to me, maybe not to you, but to me, it also means I'm reminded of in the summertime things like the French Open and Wimbledon. And we're going to talk a little bit of tennis today. Um How that sport is helping kind of rebuilding of Cuba and also... Some of the things that are going on right here in New York City to use tennis as a vehicle for mentorship of young people. I'm really excited to have my man Mike McCaslin, who is the president and founder of Kings County Tennis League, on a little bit later on. And I got a poll question up for you guys, because as you may or may not know, we're going to talk about it. Odell Beckham signed the richest shoe contract for an NFL player, and now he's actually getting paid more by Nike than by the New York Giants. So I ask you, who should he actually be accountable to? Because it's Nike that's signing those bigger checks. We're going to talk about all of that. If you want to holler at me, you know how to do it. FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician holding it down here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Aha! Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. We're rocking that firm biz as Donnie Burns, bringing you that fire. It's an inconvenient truth the way we bring that heat to you on the Fantasy Freestyle. Listen, let's get into the starting lineup real quick. Start off with some news and notes from around Major League Baseball. Last night, Jock Peterson uh, sprained his neck in a collision with Yasiel Puig in that game that ultimately went 13 innings against the St. Louis Cardinals. Also, day-to-day is Christian Yelich, outfielder of the Miami Marlins. 
Marlins. He has a hip flexor. He left last night's game. It was more of a precaution there saying, and he is listed as day-to-day. Yonder Alonso was hit by a pitch in his game against Miami on the wrist. However, x-rays have come back negative. Remember, Yonder Alonso is a guy that we have been talking about here as one of the guys in this kind of fly ball revolution, literally explicitly trying to change his launch angle, getting the ball up in the air, and boy, is it working for him so far earlier this season. Also in that game, the Oakland Athletics starter Jesse Hahn left with a strained triceps in that game, something to also keep an eye on. Last night, though, what did I do? I helped you win your league and win that cash. I think it helped, to be quite honest. It helped that I filled in for my man Benny Riccardi on the DFS lineup lock show, and I got to absorb, sponge up all the incredible information from my man Tony Sincata. So here's what happened. Last night, I told you it was a Clayton Kershaw day, and even though he was at 12600 on FanDuel, you know. It's all good to always pay up for Clayton Kershaw. He did, in fact, deliver nine innings of one-run ball, and he struck out ten. Got to a quality start, did not get the win because, as I mentioned, that Dodgers game did go into extra innings. The guy I told you that I liked, that I would have tried to beat him with, he was all right. But he did not put up the kind of totals that Clayton Carshaw did. I told you that Lance McCullers was the man at 9,400 against Detroit. I told you that he had seven of his last nine starts or quality starts. I told you that he was striking out people in his home starts. He only went five innings. Okay, He did get the win because he qualified for the win after five. And they were five scoreless innings. And he maintained the strikeout per inning. He struck out five in the five. So he gave you a decent outing. But it wasn't as great as Clayton Kershaw. What I did also tell you, though, last night. I gave you three guys that had not started yet when I was on air that in that late swap you could have used. There were three hitters that I really liked. They were... Lorenzo Cain. What did he do? He went one for three and walked, but that one was a home run. I liked the way he was against lefties and against the lefty Jordan Montgomery last night. I liked, I gave him to you. He went yard. I also told you that I liked Jake Lamb in an Arizona Diamondback stack. What did he do? He went yard and he had two ribbies. The other guy I told you that I have been high on for a while ever since he came into this situation after the injury to Freddie Freeman. I have been telling you guys about Matt Adams. I told you that I think he profiles perfectly for what we are seeing in SunTrust Park in Atlanta as a lefty with power. The balls are flying out to right field in this new ballpark. I have been talking about that, and I told you I like Matt Adams in the fifth spot of that lineup. So what Matt Adams do last night? And don't forget, Matt Adams was at 2,200 on FanDuel last night. He went three for five with a home run, two ribbies, and a walk-off single. And he is only 7% owned in season-long fantasy. So if you're at a party or something like that at the bar right now and you got like 13 people with you, only one of you are in a league that Matt Adams has taken. Everybody else, you really might consider going out and getting him. I think he's going to stay hot for a little while until Freddie Freeman comes back tonight. On the other hand, here are your starters that you need to target. I'm going to tell you the truth, guys. I think you need to pay up for Chris Sale tonight. Chris Sale is at 11,800 on FanDuel going up against the Texas Rangers. Listen, Sale now has eight straight starts of striking out at least 10 guys. His minimum on FanDuel has been 42 points this season, okay? So if you want to get that safe production, I think there's no reason to think that he won't do it again against the Rangers tonight. If you want to pay up, I encourage you to try to fit Chris Sale in your lineups. If you don't 
want to pay up. I think the game you need to look to is this Dodgers-Cardinals game, okay? This Dodgers-Cardinals game has the second lowest over-under on the board. I believe it is at seven or seven and a half. Last night, these guys only combined to score three runs in 13 innings. Granted, Clayton Kershaw was on the hill last night, but I think both of these pitchers are viable. You got Rich Hill at 8,700 and uh, Mike Leak at 8,600. I will say this, though, and they brought up this point on DFS lineup lock, and I agree. Rich Hill is great, but you can't tell if he's going to go five innings or if he's going to go more. And because I only think he's going to go five or six innings, he keeps you know, a strikeout per inning. He's only pitched 13 innings so far this year, but he does have 13 strikeouts. That's why, instead, I like Mike Leake. He has eight quality starts out of eight starts this season, and I think he has a better chance of going longer. So listen, I like Chris Sale, but if you're going to try to beat him, my recommendation is Cardinals pitcher Mike Leake, who is at 8,600 on fan duel. The wind is blowing in in Wrigley, so you might want to take a shot at Kyle Hendricks also. And one last thing, I told you guys about this in his last start at home. Julio Tehran, you need to avoid him at all costs. Julio Tehran at SunTrust Park has been getting blown out, giving up these exact home runs that I was talking about on the plus side for Matt Adams, okay? I will say this, though. His next start is at San Francisco. Keep an eye on Tehran later on on what what will be Monday, Memorial Day, it looks like, against the San Francisco Giants. That is who you need to start. I'm going Mike Leake. If not, obviously you pay up for Chris Sale. I want to talk, though, about Garrett Cole for a hot second. This is a guy who got lit up at SunTrust Park, but I like this guy. He has had a good season overall. He's pitching well, passed all his injuries, power pitcher, and he's turning only 27 this year, okay? Here's the thing, though. He's a free agent after next year. He's going to be one of those free agents in that 2018 class with guys like Donaldson, Machado, Harper, and others. I think the Pirates, the Pirates are a team that fell on hard luck, okay, with the Starling Marte. Suspension, you know, obviously the Tyone um, issue. So their season is kind of unraveling. I think the Pittsburgh Pirates are one of those smart franchises, and I'm going to tell you right now, shot called here on Fantasy Freestyle by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Garrett Cole will be traded in the next two months. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think there's only two teams. I'm picking where he's going. He's going to one of these two places. He's either going to the Houston Astros or he's going to the New York Yankees. And I actually think, you know, you guys know I'm a Yankee fan. I would love it if he does, in fact, go to the Yankees. You know that uh, the Yankees actually picked Garrett Cole number one overall out of high school, but he went instead to UCLA. Yankee scouting director Damon Oppenheimer and the Garrett Cole family are still close. I think they are going to do this, and the Yankees have the farm system to trade people to make that happen. Here's what I am calling right now. We've heard in the Yankees about Gliber Torres coming up. We know we have Didi Gregorius right now. There are other guys in the farm system. A few years ago, the shortstop that was the prize of the Yankees system was Jorge Mateo. And I think Mateo is now expendable because of Gliber Torres. So I would offer Mateo as the prize prospect and some other fringe stuff to try to get Garrett Cole. This is not a rental, okay, because he's coming up. He wants to be with the Yankees. He's only 27 years old. I think this is the perfect fit to uh, help the Yankees in that push. It's not a rental guy. It's someone they can keep, try to sign to a long-term deal, and still have under control when he is still under 30 years old. I think what ultimately will happen 
happen. I think Chase Headley is going to eventually be gone, you know, whether it's in a trade or whether it's in this next offseason. Watch what the Yankees do in terms of moving Starlin Castro over to third base. I think Didi Gregorius stays as your shortstop, and eventually this kid, Gliber Torres, is burning everything up, and they're going to call him up, whether it's at the end of this year or next year, and I think, though, he will be the second baseman long-term for the New York Yankees because Didi is so great defensively. On the flip side, the Astros, who I think are the other contenders, remember at the beginning of the season, going into this season, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, said that the World Series was going to be the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros. So far, that pick looks pretty good. And as we know, you got Keuchel and McCullers on Houston. I think they're going to look for one more starter. I think that's going to wind up being Johnny Cueto because Cueto's in a similar position with the Giants, that tough luck with Madison Bumgarner, and they are unraveling. So I think they're going to look to uh, acquire an arm as well. I think Cueto goes to the Astros, but I think Garrett Cole goes to the New York Yankees. And then, after all that CC money comes off the books and stuff like that, they're going to be able to go out and get, whether it's Machado, whether it's Harper, whether it's Donaldson, someone like that. But they'll have a starting rotation of Tanaka, Severino, Pineda, and maybe Garrett Cole as well, all under 30. Dylan Batantis under 30. Yo, the Yankees are still looking prime to win a World Series in this decade as well. We shall see, though. When we come back, Donnie Burns and Speeds the Spitting Statistician, we talk NBA playoffs here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Was LeBron ever in trouble? I don't think so. We see what Don thinks after the break. Come on right back. (laughs) We are back. Back at it on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. If you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. My man Donnie Burns on the ones and twos will take good care of you. If you want, you could also get at us this hour on Twitter at FNTSY Radio, or you could always get ask me a question or follow me on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. I'll be glad to uh, you know read your question on the show and help you out so you can win your league and win that cash. The owners' meetings are going on in the NFL and uh, it made me think like there's a couple of NFL stories out there that I want to get to first of all news and notes for you Matt Jones running back for the Washington football team is sitting out OTAs okay and he is saying that he's doing this because he is not in the team's plan so part of me thinks that uh that's like a dumb move because you have no opportunity to impress your coaches. But on the flip side, and this is what he's saying, is that you know he's not going to risk injury for a team that doesn't intend to use him so that he can maybe be healthy for another team if he winds up getting released or traded. Interesting to watch the uh, situation with Matt Jones in Washington there. Colin Kaepernick worked out for the Seattle Seahawks today. We've been talking about this for a while. I called this before we heard news that Pete Carroll was bringing him in. I told you as soon as I heard word of the Trayvon Boykin legal troubles, I told you that Colin Kaepernick and Robert Griffin III would be potential viable backups up there in Seattle so that they can keep the same scheme and maintain the mobility of their quarterback when they go to the backup, if ever needed, for Russell Wilson. Also, I told you that over the next couple of months, we're going to be hearing what I call greatest shape of his life stories, where where everyone is just hyping people up like, oh, Devontae. Parker looks like he can dominate and this person looks faster in his cuts well I got a couple of more for you 
Remember yesterday I told you Jared Goff is grasping the offense. Hopefully he knows where the sun rises and sets. But they continue to talk about um, Chiefs draft pick running back Kareem Hunt. He continues to impress in Kansas City. The quote today is that he has great short area burst and balance. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in a dynasty league and you have Spencer Ware, like like somebody I know named Speeds the Spitting Statistician, you have to be a little bit worried about the threat that Kareem Hunt is to the touches of Spencer Ware and Sharkandrick West, for that matter. They uh, used the third-round pick on him, and it seems like they do, in fact, like him. Teddy Bridgewater also was able to participate a little bit. Remember, coming off that horrific knee injury, um, he did some light work in OTAs, but uh, we don't know. I still think he's going to wind up on the pup list eventually, and that is still Sam Bradford's team. Like I said, though, owner's meeting. So we got a couple of highlights that I want to get out and talk to you guys about. First of all, as I mentioned, the Rams at the top of the hour, I don't know if you heard the update, the Rams stadium is being delayed. It is being pushed back because of rain and what that does to the foundation and the construction they can or cannot do. So the Super Bowl, which was supposed to be 2021, which is supposed to be in L.A., has gotten moved to Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is going to get the 2021 Super Bowl now. So that And that makes me um, think, I saw an article real quick about Roberto Aguayo, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know, kicker. This is a guy, if you don't remember, a couple years ago, the Tampa Bay Bucks traded up into the second round to draft this guy as their kicker. And it turns out, you know, he really struggled. And uh, don't look now, but he is continuing to struggle in OTAs. In OTAs, they had a kind of, you know, like a little kicking competition where they had those narrow goalposts, not like the normal ones, but the narrow ones that they were kind of experimenting with. And the Tampa Bay Bucks brought in former Jet, my man Nick Folk, Folk Hero, to compete for the job. And they had a little kicking competition on the narrow goalposts from about 35, 40 yards. Nicky Folk in the narrow goalposts went four for four. Roberto Aguayo missed three out of the four. And it turns out that when this was happening, the entire team like stopped what they were doing and started watching it. And it was really an issue. Head coach Dirk Cutter says, and I quote, I don't think we should probably decide anything based on four kicks, but Nick definitely got the best of it today and they'll be out there going again at it tomorrow. I'm telling you right now. Nick Folk is going to win this job. Roberto Guayo is going to be out of the league, proving this to be the worst draft decision in NFL history. The only one part I'll say on this, when we talk about kickers and they don't really matter, you know last year that on kicks above that longer than 50 yards, the kickers in the NFL went 75 of 140. That's only 53%. However... There was one guy who went 10 for 10, 100%. That was Justin Tucker from the Baltimore Ravens. I make this point because, you know, the Bucks traded up to the second round to draft Aguayo. Yeah, the uh, Ravens picked up Justin Tucker as an undrafted free agent in 2012. So talk about a way to use your draft capital there. Another football story I want to get into. Maybe you've heard, but uh, Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has signed the largest shoe deal for anyone in the NFL in history. He's now with Nike for the next five years. He'll be getting around $25 million. There's some incentives in there as well. But he just got a five-year, $25 million deal from Nike, a shoe contract. And here's the thing. They're not even saying he needs to come out like with his own signature cleat. There's not going to be an Odell Beckham shoe. He is just getting $25 million to be a quote-unquote brand icon. Okay, and now... 
He's getting $25 million over the next five years from Nike. His contract with the New York football giants is four years, $10 million. So Nike's paying him $5 million a year. The Giants are paying him $2.5 million a year. So that motivates us to our poll question here on Fantasy Freestyle tonight at FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speeds. The question is... Who should the professional athlete actually be more responsible and accountable to? Their team or their sponsor if their sponsor actually pays a little bit more money? So I've got that going on right now, and the poll question is up. Right now, 79% of you say their team. However, 16% of you say whoever pays the most money, only 5% say their sponsors. Listen, sponsorship is a longer time than you're going to be a professional athlete. So it's going to be interesting to see if Odell Beckham, if he, you know, stays on the field and acts right or if he's doing things with his sponsor and brand in mind. The last thing I want to tell you that I saw out of news out of the owners meetings, they um they're working a little bit on this no fun league, okay? They're saying that you're allowed to, they're going to relax the celebration rules when people have touchdowns. But I still am kind of skeptical of this, okay? Apparently, you can now use the ball as a prop. You could also, like, roll on the floor, and you can have group celebrations. However, they have also described that prolonged acts are going to still be a penalty. Mimicking weapons will still be a penalty. Anything that is deemed offensive will still be a penalty. And anything that is sexually suggestive, so I'm sorry, Antonio Brown, but your triple pump will still get a flag. But here's my question. Anything that is sexually suggestive, according to who? The referee? The crowd? The fan? You know, babies in the stands? According to who? This is still a little bit weird. I think they're making a move in the right direction here, but I'm not sure. I think this is also... I think this really goes into the idea that they had that ratings drop. You know, people, it's not fun anymore. They need to bring some of the fun back, and maybe relaxing these rules is part of it. The last thing is the NFL has decided they're only going to have one cut down. Remember, there used to be a cut midway through training camp where they would go from 90 to 75. They've done away with that. It's only going to be 90 all the way down to 53. And I think, honestly, that's going to have an impact on Hard Knocks on HBO because that was part of the drama in one of their episodes. And to bring in full circle this year on Hard Knocks is the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I wanted to see that episode episode where kicker Robert Aguayo gets cut in favor of Nick Falk because that's what I do in fact think is going to happen so we'll keep an eye out on all of that let's keep it moving though here in the cypher on the fantasy freestyle I got to bring in the love doctor and my basketball correspondent Donnie Burns here we got to talk playoffs game four in Cleveland last night we were talking about how we expected something special out of LeBron I was expecting him to maybe get 40 points I was expecting him to maybe get over 15 assists do something special to prove that he was a most valuable player I did not expect him, Donnie, to have four fouls in the first quarter. At one point, he he was on the bench with four fouls, and Cleveland was down by like 13. And I wonder, at that point, did everybody think we might be tied 2-2 and it was going to be an issue? I think what LeBron did special here was, you know, Coach LeBron had a great halftime speech. He must have, because after that, the Cavs went off and pulled away Kyrie Irving with a huge game. It also, in that point in time, 
where LeBron was on the bench and it looked bad. Kyrie looked like he rolled his ankle a little bit too. Then he goes absolutely off. 42 points. He went 15 of 22 from the field and really led that team when LeBron wasn't there. And then LeBron had an incredible fourth quarter. Cavs are now commanding 3-1 lead. Donnie Burns, what do you think about this one? Were you worried at any point in time when it was like a 13-point game? LeBron on the bench with four fouls and Kyrie in pain after rolling that ankle. Did you think it was um, problems for the Cavs? No, I really wasn't. Here's the thing I was looking for towards the end of the game. I'm looking for that warrior killer Kyrie Irving that we saw last year. And, you know, 42 points. I think he was 15 for 22. That's really, really good percentage. Here's the thing, though. The Warriors are a better team. Cleveland needs to make it a one-on-one match because Kyrie will mostly, he probably will get clay on him. They won't put Steph on him. But here's the thing. The switch and roll with uh, Clay, and I think last year, it just it didn't work well. And if Kyrie can get going, I, I, Cleveland has a really good shot this year. I know everyone's big on Kevin Durant being on the Warriors now, but I'm still big on Cleveland. So You know what I'm big on, Donnie? I'm big on Zaza Pachulia closing no, out on Kyrie Irving in game don't one. Zaza Pachulia is, look, now has a target for his closeouts. That ankle of Kyrie looks like it's a little unstable. We'll see. We'll see if they get enough rest before Thursday, June 1st, when the NBA Finals happen. But I'm telling you, Zaza knows who to close out now on, and it's Kyrie Irving. The other thing I'll say real quick is uh, these Celtics look good without Isaiah Thomas, man. And they, we got another response on that poll. Remember, 60% of our listeners say that they do, in fact, think the Celtics should try to move Isaiah Thomas. I know you think that's crazy. I had another guy say that, um, yes, they need to trade him because the ball movement was there. The defense was better. So, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. We get a little bit of a break, though. Game five back in Boston tomorrow night. We'll see if the, Celt- uh, the Cavs can close it out. And then we play the waiting game for the trilogy, the trifecta, the rubber match. When we come back here, though, on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm very excited to talk a little bit about um, the implication of tennis. The implication of tennis that's happening in Cuba. And then we're going to be welcoming in my man, Mike McC- Caslin, who's the president of Kings County Tennis League, and he's going to tell us how they're using tennis to help mentoring with some of uh, underprivileged inner city youth here in Brooklyn. So all that, stay tuned for that. It's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, P's the spitting statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And listen, if you're not listening live, it's okay. It's okay, man. Download or subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play. So many ways. You could also download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. And this way you get everybody, whether it's me, whether it's Benny Riccardi, Tony Sincata, Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Jake Seeley. Yo, we give you what you need to win your leagues and win that game cash and the best part it's all free we're not asking you for any money this way you put those money into that entries that you need and you just make it multiply and make it grow let us know when you fill out that 1099 g though okay check it out i was mentioning before a little bit about tennis and that's something i think about when we head to the summer you know they're going to be the french open it's starting next week rafael nadal and such but I've, i read an interesting story recently in the New York Times about how um, in Cuba, they're trying to build these national tennis centers. There's a bunch of nonprofits going in there and um, 
you know, it's a it's a foreign sport to kids in Cuba, and they're really using tennis to try to build some ath- athletes out there. They have actual centers going on, and that be- it didn't have the history of baseball or boxing down there on the island in Cuba. People didn't really understand it as much, but now they are building this this nonprofit called Kids on the Ball is building two thousand competitive players in Cuba, and they're trying to actually get a national team going. And so I think that's great. You know, as now the embargo has been lifted in Cuba and this is just yet another way of developing talent you know and and um so it's not only you know say bas- baseball and 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 boxing out there and and it got me thinking that I know that um there's so many other ways and so many other lessons that can be learned when you do youth sports you know there's so many other um lessons learned there to t- teach determination communication you know teamwork and and focus and things like that and um I wanted to uh, give a forum to my man Mike McCaslin and the Kings County Tennis League. They are doing similar work right here in Brooklyn, New York um, using tennis as a vehicle for young people to mentorship and to uh, kind of you know holistic development. So I had a conversation with the president and founder Mike McCaslin of Kings County Tennis League that I want you guys to hear and see how they are using the sport of tennis as a vehicle to mentorship and youth development. Check out my conversation with Mike a little early on. I'm here with Mike McCaslin, who's actually the uh, founder and president of Kings County Tennis League, and he's my boy. Thanks for uh, joining the Cypher. We're talking a little bit of tennis here. Uh, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Real happy to be here. Thanks, man. Um, you know, I was actually uh, just talking to the listeners about kind of a crazy story I read that there's, uh, you know, tennis centers kind of opening in Cuba and some of the ups and downs that they go through and trying to, you know, broaden and promote that game in Cuba. And it made me think of you because I know at Kings County Tennis League, you guys are offering services and a nonprofit to kids in Brooklyn who may otherwise not really be exposed to tennis. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Kings County Tennis League? Sure. Kings County Tennis League is a nonprofit I started back in 2010. And the mission is to use tennis as an instrument for youth development for children live, living in public housing developments and bedford stops in Brooklyn. So we're in five public housing developments, and we literally bring tennis to the kids. So three of the five housing developments have a tennis court either at the housing development or right next to it. And the other ones, we actually go in the courtyard inside the housing development and bring in portable nets. Oh, but you guys are playing on the pavement, huh? Keeping it 100, keeping it real. Yeah, absolutely. We are right there in the community. So, you you know, you talked about youth development. I would imagine, you know, in my times working with young people also, you know, some of the other lessons that are learned through this experience of, you know, picking up a sport, trying, failing, persevering, some of the, the communication and advocacy as well. What are some of the other kind of ways you see some of your young people developing in Kings County Tennis League? I think tennis is a perfect sport for mentoring, and that apart from other sports, and that's because tennis is an individual sport. And you can play doubles, and you can be on a tennis team, but at the end of the day, for the most part, you're on the tennis court by yourself. You know, you have the team camaraderie, but you're out there on your own. And uh, more importantly, to learn tennis, it's, you have to be taught by an instructor. You can't just pick up a tennis racket and a ball and learn to play tennis. You look at basketball, for example, you can pick up a ball and learn to dribble and learn to shoot um, to some degree. But with tennis, the, the nature of, and the skill 
necessary, you have to be taught the sport um, to be able to play at a competent and in a fun recreational way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons why it's an expensive sport. But the, the, the interesting thing is that that's what lends it to mentoring. Right. Because you have to get this one-on-one instruction or maybe small group instruction. So what we see with our kids is a lot of focus. Right. Social norms. So, so that engagement is definitely there, right? Oh, uh, it's necessary. And it, it's absolutely necessary with tennis. The game of tennis is not expensive. The racket, you can get a junior racket for $120. You can surely get a huge racket for, for an adult, you know, under $20. Right. The big miss, missing piece with tennis is the instruction, as you said. And so what KCTL does is we teach on Saturdays. And we pair up our students with volunteers. So we cut that cost out. We pay for lead instructors, but then all, like we might have 30 kids at a site. At one of our housing developments, we may have 30 kids out. Mm-hmm. We'll pay two pros to lead the site, but the 10 other instructors are volunteers. Right. And those volunteers on Saturday, so those volunteers are professional. They're forensic scientists, they're consultants, they're sure. lawyers, they're doctors, they're, they're grad students. So... That's how we bring in the life skills component, but at the same time, cut out the cost of the instruction. So that's really what makes KCTL run. That's how we solve that problem. In terms of getting the kids playing in high school and beyond, we're not quite there yet because it's a long vision and it's a, it's a tough nut to crack. But I will sure. tell you, through our game, we have a lot of kids who can hit who will be long-term tennis players, and we have kids who have gone to college and their parents directly credit KCTL as the catalyst for that. Our, our, one of my first students back in 2010, I remember handing his parents a flyer in my first year. And he was 11 years old, now he's 18. And he's going to FIT in Manhattan, majoring in business. And he volunteers with us now. He volunteered with me at a charter school event. We did a little outreach event in Bedside uh, last weekend. And he's flourishing, he's got confidence. He's responsible. We've talked about the normal things that eighteen-year-olds uh, go through. We were talking about drugs and alcohol. When we sure. Were, uh, on our way to go uh, volunteer, and he said, "Oh no, I'm focused. I'm, I'm not into that. I want to. I want to get ahead. I want to make my mom proud." You know, and, and that those are all qualities of focus, right? Those are all qualities of social norm. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so what's what's on the horizon for you guys at KCTL? I know we talked a little bit before about some of the uh, some of the courts you guys were uh, building or renovating over at Tompkins Houses and other places in Brooklyn. Uh, what are you guys working on? So we're taking a holistic approach this year. That means we're going year-round. Uh, we're partnering with Pratt in the wintertime to get indoors. Uh, Pratt Institute, which is in Clinton Hill, right next door to Bedford-Stuyvesant. Uh, we're doing... Uh, fall programming, and then we're also doing weekly programming during the summer. So I mentioned that our bread and butter is Saturdays, but we're now going to do Tuesday-Thursday classes uh, during the summer. To give the kids more court time, we hired more um, skilled instructors who are tennis pros on the side who are doing this on their spare time. So we're really trying to work on the kids' game as well and increase their... uh, their abilities on the court to get to the whole high school tennis players, college tennis players uh, goal. At Tompkins House, it's actually paint tennis court lines in the courtyard on the blacktop at Tompkins House. 
It is beautiful. It's a blue U.S. Open tennis court right in the middle of these uh, housing development high-rises so the kids can come right down off their, out of their building and walk 10 steps and get right on a court. Uh, at Sumner Houses, which is right next door, we're going to put in a, a, a full-end uh, tennis court and the kids can, can just walk right out. We're, we're going to create a pipeline for these kids. They come right out, they can get hours on the court, and then they can develop into real players and responsible citizens. That's awesome. Once again, we're here with Mike McCaslin, who's the president and founder of uh, Kings County Tennis League here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Hey, Mike, if our listeners want to check you out, how can we find you online? It's real easy. Just go to kingscountytennisleague.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a lot of great photos. We're, we're playing tennis anywhere, everywhere. So check us out. I think you'll love it. All right, awesome, man. Uh, sometime this summer, if you guys have, a, you know, like a big tournament or some kind of championship match, can uh, Fantasy Freestyle come out there and cover it and uh, interview the winners or something? Absolutely. We do an end-of-season tournament with all five public house developments, individual tournament, and then mid-season in July, we do a Davis Cup where every development uh, represents a country of their choosing and they play a team tournament, so we'd love to have you guys out. Absolutely, that sounds good. You are now officially a friend of the show, Mike. Thanks a lot uh, for spending a couple minutes with us. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. It's good to hear from you, man. All right, sounds good. So there you have it. That's my uh, conversation with Mike McCaslin of Kings County Tennis League. Donnie Burns, I know you love the kids and you coach them in basketball. Can you see, in essence, uh, his point of like the individual sport, how that leads itself to mentoring and kind of having to, uh, you know, pay attention and rely on that positive adult role model to learn the skill and learn the sport? What do you think about using that in, in uh, mentoring and youth development? Yeah, you know, I never, I never saw it as uh, like an athlete when I was younger, but as I got older, you know, you know, I coach now. It's it's really big for the kids. They grow up you know some of these kids you don't know what's going on in their lives right. and it's very very fulfilling at least in my eyes to do stuff like that so i really like what mike's doing there absolutely absolutely big shout out again to king's county tennis league i also want to let you guys know Didi gregorius has gone yard for the yankees and they have taken a one nothing lead on the royals in the bottom of the third washington nationals all over the mariners in the bottom of the second they are up five one already two two angels and rays after two innings and other than that all the games are still scoreless but hopefully your guys are doing their thing and you got that info from whether it be DFS lineup lock or right here on the fantasy freestyle you know something else you could do is you can go to rotoexperts.com and get their exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and our player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Also, if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you'll get a special discount as long as you tell them that speeds the spitting statistician sent you. All right. So uh, that's what we're doing it right there. I agree with you, Donnie Burns. I think the work that they're doing at Kings County Tennis League and all of these places, you know, like you uh, working with the AAU kids, there's so many lessons to be learned. Okay. In, in the power of teams. I've always said young people 
Yo, they're looking for an affinity group. And if it's not, you know, if it's not a, be- a baseball team, it could be a gang. So I like what they're doing out there in Kings County Tennis League. We also have a poll question up right now here on the Fantasy Freestyle. And we asked you, you know, should athletes be more beholden to their team or their sponsors if their sponsors are paying them more money? The case study is Odell Beckham was getting $25 million over five years from Nike. And the Giants are only paying him $10 million over four years. But 81% of you guys say that you need to be accountable and responsible to your team not the brand you necessarily represent. So we'll check it out. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this one because coming up is In This League with uh, Bogman and Welsh on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But we're going to come back and talk about uh, a champion was crowned last night on TV. An athlete was crowned champion. We'll find out what I'm talking about. It relates to, uh, you know, the reality bracket of our television greatest of all time as well. Come on right back. You'll hear what I'm talking about. It's Dane Martinez. As speeds the spitting statistician here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network we are back here on the fantasy freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, of course, a big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates. Like, for example, in Minnesota, big shout-out to 1480 AM in Austin, KAUS, or in Marshall, Minnesota, 1400 AM, KMHL, and also at St. Cloud, Minnesota, WJON, 1240 AM, holding us down over there on the Fantasy Freestyle. So hot that we sweat steam. I mentioned to you guys that an athlete was crowned champion. And I'm talking about Rashad Jennings on Dancing with the Stars. Athletes have traditionally done well on this show. And uh, this season, athletes finished 1-2. In second place was the uh, World Series winning catcher, David Ross. But winning it all was Rashad Jennings. So here at the Fantasy Freestyle, I want to give a big shout-out to Rashad Jennings. But i got to ask you real quick, Donnie, because I was just listening to that commercial for Best Friends Forever. And they were talking about how they're dancing, you know, on the show. And I think... There might be a chance that Frank Stamfel and Greg Sussman are down there. So I want to ask you guys, if we did a Dancing with Fantasy Sports Radio Network, who do we think would be the favorite to win? Who, like, who would be the Rashad Jennings, Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice of this group? Donnie Burns, who do you think would win a Dancing with Fantasy Sports Radio Network? I think me and Greg would agree it might be Frank, but really? I, everyone wants to see Frank versus Scott. Or at least I do. Interesting, interesting. I got to tell you guys, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, could be a contender. Could be a contender. I don't know. Have you seen Frank dance? I don't know. I mean, if Frank... Because he does it pretty much all day. Does he? Does he? I've seen Frank do the spin-a-rooney. I've seen him do the spin-a-rooney, the old uh, Booker T move. And that was pretty impressive. I got to tell you, that was very impressive. I think we need to... uh, Donnie, we may need to build a power rankings or something like this because, you know, we did that with reality TV and the brackets. Yeah. And I told you, I told you we're going to be doing another bracket over the summertime. I'm not really ready to release the, uh, the, the, the theme or the content just yet. We're working on that. But, uh, Frankie Stanfield, my man who holds you down on Monday nights, fantasy first look. And also on the weekend, Frankie Stanfield does yeoman's work for this network. So I got to see him maybe do a little dancing. We'll see if he can hang with speeds and spit and statistician. What I will say is that tomorrow we'll be here. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds the spit and statistician for another episode of the fantasy freestyle on the award winning fantasy sports radio network. Big shout out and thanks to my man Donnie Burns so hot that we sweat steam come on back tomorrow I'll see you then Aha!